0: The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective.
1: Produced with podcasting gear from TASCAM, including the
2: TASCAM Mini Studio. Trust your audio to TASCAM Sound Thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation.
3: to another episode of Wookiee Radio. It is The Smugglers 3 with our part-time smuggler, John Tyler Christopher. But it is The Smugglers 3, Ken, Derek, and myself, Mike. And it has taken a week for the muscle memory to really set in on my new setup. <laughs> what I get for getting <laughs> a new mic stand and shifting everything from being on my left hand side to my right hand side. Which is mm. odd because I'm not used to even at work, a lot of my stuff I do on the left, not on the right. Now it's gotten me thinking I want to change things up at work when I get back to work. Um but if joy- you get to work. I won't be back to work. It's when I go back to work. <laughs> Um, <laughs> joining us on the Holonet or on the transmission lines with us tonight is Andrea and Lauren from the Galactic Podcast. How's everyone doing?
1: Hey,
2: hello there. We're alive. <laughs> We're alive. Like <laughs>
3: Talk to you
0: guys. Right now. So speak. I think I've talked to uh, Mike and Derek more than I have like in the last couple of
3: years. <laughs>
4: And the streak still goes. Yeah, no offense, but I'm getting tired of looking at your ugly faces.
3: I know. And the streak continues where it's a show with the normal, with guests and not news that we normally Mm do.
0: Uh, No, that's not normal anymore. I don't think this is not normal.
3: Thank (laughs) quarantine for that, I guess. (laughs) Um, Before we get going, we're going to do like we always do. Oh, boy. And that's a little...
0: Just our team.
3: Smuggler's Feud. So Derek and I get help this week, right? You get help this week.
0: That's right. You're hey. on our team.
3: <laughs> John, I think this is new for you, too. Mm-hmm. So we are playing a little Smuggler's Feud. It's actually the game... Uh, as I go and turn my...
4: <laughs> yeah.
3: So I get for having the background. You're trying it, to be all fancy. I am trying to be all fancy. <laughs> Mr. Fiend. This Little is the audio. Of Mike. Smuggler or Star Wars Family Feud. I do have the Marvel version of this and we have the Disney version of this. So Nice. Um it is Smuggler's Feud. Instead of the normal Family feud where one team gets three strikes and the other team gets a chance to steal. It's first team to three strikes loses. If it's a tie, whether we clear the card or both teams end up striking out in the same round, whoever uh, gets that third strike in the same round, whoever got the number one answer or the highest ranked answer wins. So Galactic Podcast Pick a number between one and three.
2: Two. All right, we'll go two. We'll
3: go two.
0: Two. Now, before he ask this, there is one prerequisite to this game. Turn off the Star Wars side of your brain. You'll understand once we start getting questions, the answers. These these were surveyed uh, theoretically to general man on the street.
3: <laughs>
4: oh, no. Okay. okay. That's All what right. makes this so you know, much fun. Like Family feud, literally. If you don't like, tell yeah. that we. If you don't tell them that, we might have a chance to win for once.
5: So like, <laughs> so like Spock might be an answer.
4: In this. Not no, usually, but you never know. It's
3: generally kept to just Let's, Star Wars.
4: There's Star Wars Stuff, but it's not as
3: star as you would always expect it to be. Right. So, six answers on the board. Which Star Wars character would you prefer to fly? Would you prefer to fly you through an asteroid field? Six answers on the board. Han
1: Solo. Yeah. Do we just jump in? I don't even know. (laughs)
3: Usually usually we have our guests go first. You say Han Solo. (laughs) Number one answer.
4: Hey, oh. I I was gonna say if that ain't number one, then
3: Wookiee Radio.
0: Go ahead, John. We'll let you have the first crack at it. Luke Skywalker. (laughs)
2: Yeah sure.
3: (laughs) Number two. Ooh. Okay. Back to Galactic Podcast.
2: I'll go Chewbacca. Good answer.
3: Number five. Oh, I I agree. Should be higher, but yeah, totally higher.
0: What do you think, Derek? You think Jango Fett might be on there since he actually did fly through asteroid field?
3: (laughs) Sure, why not? (laughs) Probably not, but so what's the answer? Jango Fett? Mm -hmm. I think so. Back to Galactic Podcast.
2: I'm gonna say Obi Wan Kenobi.
4: Mm
1: -hmm. I was trying. I think I know. Back to Wookiee Radio. Got a good one. All All
4: right. right. It's got to be Lando Calrissian. Mm, Really? (laughs) I'm staring at the card. Yeah.
3: (laughs) There's no answers like, oh, a smuggler droid and a delivery droid. That can be the same thing. (laughs) No. These are clear cut. (laughs)
2: Hmm.
1: All right. We're up. You guys. If I'm a guy in the street, I'm going to have to say Darth Vader. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, I,
3: as, I that, as I mark that, as I marked that with yeah. my Darth Vader pen, <laughs> which Ken and Ken and Derek have as well, because it was you know, yes. These are
4: nice pens, actually. Yeah, except I I already ran out of ink on mine. <laughs> Th- these are these are nice pens. Also picked up a cup. Shouldn't, um,
5: shouldn't have red ink.
3: No, it's got black ink. Yes, but it should have sure. red. Should
2: have red ink though. Yeah, that makes fun.
0: Yeah. Okay, guys, we got to come up with another one. How many do we have already?
3: We have three out of six. Han Solo, number one. Number two, Luke Skywalker. Number five, Chewbacca.
5: See, the trick with this is again, like the Family Feud problem is like the Star Wars nerd in
0: my in my brain <laughs> is giving me answers that I know. Yeah, right. The set. I know. So <laughs> that's I'm like, that's the I was thinking maybe Anakin, because in here they do differentiate the Darth Vader and Anakin is separate when it comes to answers. True. I'd go Anakin. We um, will go with
3: that. Uh, Final answer? Yeah. 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 yeah we've had um, other Number surprising. four. Both answers. Number four. Four. Two number
2: left.
1: Four. I'm going to go with Leia. Oh, I was thinking that too, Ange. I oh, don't know. I'm just rattling off characters now yeah. that people know.
3: Mm. Uh,
1: Third strike. I was gonna say Ray, but you, Leia was a good choice too. Do you? your true. Yeah, that's right.
2: Yeah, true, saying. true, true, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Does
3: Wookiee yeah. Radio have the chance to steal
4: this? Uh, any ideas,
0: What other? Who else was known as a great pilot that the general man on the street would know as a good pilot?
1: Jabba. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's go with Rico Lee. <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, like, could it literally be like a C-3PO or R2-D2? As silly as that may sound. Actually, it wouldn't be silly if it was R2. Well, 3 mm-hmm. is a pilot also, somewhat. I mean, he's not great at it, but he could do it.
3: Hey, he's, <laughs> a, pi- no, think... he's a pilot on the new Star Tours ride.
0: Yeah.
4: <laughs> Interesting. Well, if
0: you watch, actually, the New Hope, c 3 is driving the Landspeeder when it's him and oh. Luke looking for R2. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: It's true.
0: <laughs> true. I'm going to say, what about, you said Django, what about Boba Fett?
5: Right. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. yeah, I was yeah. Okay. That will work. Wookiee Radio pulls off its fifth win. Dang it. Dang. We've had five wins. Five wins. I, wow, he's actually keeping Italian. tally. How many losses are there though? Seven.
1: <laughs> we're coming on next week. To be. Yeah,
2: we're rematch. Right? Rematch are we scheduled yes. for a
3: rematch on this. I, sure. I am keeping tabs. Sure. <laughs> Thanks.
0: <laughs> so, what was the last? What was the other ones we didn't get?
3: Uh, number six was Kylo Ren. Oh,
1: what? So what it? but Ray's not on
5: there. Or Poe the best fight, like pilot in the
3: Resistance i'm glad you clarified resistance and not in Thank star wars
0: <laughs> well um we tried we checked this out a couple of weeks ago that um this game was actually put out i think the same year or the year after the force awakens
2: yeah um, so 27, sure
3: 2017 would have made it or not. right well, yeah. I, th- I think it go- I, so now I think there's been one or two times we've had what k2so as an answer as well or a droid question hmm, maybe. maybe when did come out 16
2: 16 yeah because it's the year after force awakens right yeah so this came out right
3: right before yeah right before last jedi this will have come out during spring summer of 17 okay so well to start off tell us a little bit about the galactic podcast and how you guys got started
2: oh wow so uh, Andrea and I have always been you know huge Star Wars fans ever since we were little um you know I I remember going over to her house because she had the cool Star Wars toys she had the the Kenner all of it then you had like the Vader helmet that had the toys in it yeah the like case the, yeah the carrying oh, yeah. Case. Mm-hmm. it was so cool so I was I just remember going over to her house all the time and uh, you know playing with all of her cool Star Wars toys and I had the VHS tapes which was pretty cool <laughs> but, <laughs> but I just remember just you know know, watching Star Wars all the time and just same as Andrea and, um, you know, as the sequel trilogy, you know, when that kind of got announced, I think our love, you know, for sure kind of re- reignited uh, with Star Wars. So I think we just started talking about it more and more and more. And it was like in between, kind, of, it was in between um, we were at a family function and my brother, you know, we were talking Star Wars like we always do. And my brother just turns around and tells us, he's like, you guys just do a podcast. He's like, you guys talk about it a lot you know what you're talking about he's like just do it and we looked at each other we're like who was yeah (laughs) like no who would who would listen to us we're like nah uh, but after a while, we kind of, we talked about it and we were like, you know what? Eh, yeah, why not? Let's do it. So uh, August 2019 was our first episode and we've done 38 of them now. Uh, and we actually, uh, we just interviewed Kevin Kiner yesterday. So that was, uh, that was like peak, peak Star Wars <laughs> for us on this podcast. So, I mean, that was pretty awesome. So but yeah, that's kind of where we, where we started.
3: So is Kevin the first guest you've had? on your show?
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah, Star Wars wise, we had a fellow podcast um on uh before that, but yeah, he's our he was our first uh real like big Star Wars kind of uh person. That we interviewed, so it was it was wild. It was really cool to talk to him, though. Oh, like it, down to earth guy, like just sweet. It was awesome.
3: And we bring to you our part time co host, who is also big in the Star Wars universe. I know, right? John Tyler Christopher.
1: Look at that. I, I, I to I have to
3: say that because he's my crack dealer for books. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I need one of those. <laughs> yeah,
2: we we're yeah. on the list. We made a quote unquote list to get advanced copies, so uh hopefully yeah. we'll get some. Oh, uh,
3: I I don't get the advanced copies. No. No, uh, we just get
2: speaking the-
0: of comics though, I was all excited. I actually got to go to the comic shop today.
2: Mm. Oh I went,
4: nice. I went last week. I
0: went last nice. week. Yeah.
4: Are I those?
0: Man, are coming back out Diamond, I believe, for Mar- for DC. DC's were up uh, coming for Diamond. I think Marvel's end of the month. Marvel's the twenty okay.
3: seventh, I believe.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think this was the first no, Last week and this week were maybe. Well, I. No week was the first I know, Diamond. This week, the other distributor. M-
3: maybe Marvels. You, maybe that's something. Maybe nope. Marvel's dropping next week. I saw something on Marvel's website about the 20th, but I I know, I know my, maybe it's digital comics are dropping today uh, with new books coming next week.
4: They were starting a small, they were shipping only a couple books on on the 20th, as I recall. Okay. Yeah. So they weren't doing like a full shipment of books.
0: Mm. Yeah. DC only had like five or six books total that um, went out to the stores this
3: week. I think full shipment goes out on the 27th. Nice. -hmm. Nice.
2: So. Be good to get back to those Star Wars comics. I was liking that current run of the Star Wars. It was I was I was digging it. I was digging it. So can't wait to dive in back into those.
3: Well, I will say I did get. On May 4th, my digital copy of Dr. Afra Me came too.
2: out. Ooh,
3: nice. And I cannot nice. wait till the 27th when I can actually get the physical copy in my hands. Mm. Nice. That's the thing I love about Marvel. You get two books for the price of one. You get your physical copy, or in the audio world, your analog copy and your digital copy all at once.
2: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> nice.
3: So, yeah, I am almost caught up on all my books, the actual books. Um, I still got some left in my pull list. It's just I got to get paid again. So I can go finish getting them out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so far behind in books. Like, I tried to like keep up, but it's, it, it is a beast sometimes to try to keep up yeah. with, with those books. I'm behind, too, on a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I haven't read Masters and Prentice yet, and I got the, uh, the exclusive uh, cover at Celebration. So I haven't wow. even read this one yet. I know, Andrea. Just I like drop to drop celebration. I always We've only I like been that. on it
1: for like fifteen yeah, minutes, and thing. you already went there. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a, I try to like incorporate celebration
2: in every episode. That's my yeah. goal, just to kind of like dig at Andrea. Every
3: time. So, so <laughs> one day, I, I'm
2: gonna ignore it. It works.
3: <laughs> so, so I take it, as Chicago was your first celebration.
2: Yes, it was. It was. That was so, awesome,
3: John. Yeah. You were at Chicago, it right? Oh yeah. The you
2: know Wookie- who
1: wasn't the- at Chicago? Wearing the Wookiee right Radio. Right. Well,
3: <laughs> three of us weren't either. But yeah. John but John was was repping us with his Wookiee Radio hockey jersey, which nice. looks great.
1: Nice.
5: Representing nice. man, represent. Oh,
3: yeah. but- Looking good. Oh yeah. Well, I've never even been to a celebration. So- I've been, I've been to three. Me too. I've been to three, <laughs> all three that were here in Orlando. Oh
0: nice. See, this was a celebration as past time that I. It was almost close enough for me to go. I just couldn't get over there. I mean, it, it was six hour drive, but
4: yeah, mm-hmm.
0: it's still closer than any other celebrations ever been. Well, no, Indianapolis was closer.
4: Yep. I've but never had one
3: cl-
0: as big in since then. Than- I feel bad. Yeah.
4: So um
3: so because of the family reunion or this family gathering is how y'all started
2: the show then, yeah? yeah? Yeah, I mean pretty much. I mean, what did you say, Andrea?
1: Yeah, uh, like Lauren was saying, growing up, we always were watching Star Wars, playing Star Wars, pretending to be Jedi, pretending to have lightsabers that were actually Fisher Price plastic golf clubs. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Yeah. uh, One of the one of my favorite stories to tell is when uh, Lauren's brother uh, was producing our podcast for a little bit, and we had like a staff meeting one Christmas, and uh, he was like. Like, you know, you guys don't always have to talk about Star Wars. And we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're like (laughs) fighting words. And yes, (laughs) we do. He's like, you're going to run out of content. And we're like, no, we won't. (laughs)
3: Uh, I can, that won't happen. I can say this show's been running since July 25th, 2016, and we still haven't run out content yet.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah. So. We're in a golden age of Star Wars. I keep saying that. Like, we really are. There's so much coming out to come out and just looking in the future, too. There's just so much. So, yeah, I. There's no way we're going to run out of anything to talk about Star Wars at all.
3: Well, I'm I'm going to pose this question to to John real quick. Are there more Star Wars action figure variant covers coming? Oh yeah, oh yeah.
2: No,
5: there's plenty more. So (laughs) nice. Yeah,
3: no. Things like I said, things have been a little
5: weird. Uh, as of late, but no, there will there will be more.
3: Good, awesome.
5: I can't really. Unfortunately, there's so much stuff like like when you were talking yeah. about books, like I don't know what I can and can't say, so I just kind of <laughs> have to keep up the, oh, <laughs> I, my silence is intended for anything other than I just don't <laughs> want
3: someone to hear. When we start getting into topics of you know Star Wars in the parks, I am the same way. Unless it's been released by Disney, I, I can't yeah. say anything.
0: Yeah, Mike stays quiet, and Derek and I sit, sit and speculate well you know that the drama is also when
5: like things get leaked and you're like okay that got leaked I can neither confirm nor deny these reports because again you don't want to like add fuel to the fire one way or the other so the best course uh-huh. of action is just like
3: it's that, it's that NDA they hit you with when they oh, say yeah. welcome to the company that whether you signed it or not it's, it's there and uh, guess
4: what
0: <laughs> yep. well we were discussing that um, over on if G- you talk F- about it you will die exactly how Disney has the death squads they they will find you. Hey, oh,
4: yeah.
3: I, I will not confirm nor deny the, the existence of anti-terrorist task force on Disney property and just how loaded <laughs> down their cars are. But, um, well, we have a couple questions from the Twitterverse. and. Nice. Uh, this could go for all of us. Um, but Anthony, Mr. Rural Farm Boy himself.
2: Oh, R-B. he's the man. I love that guy. It was,
3: we
0: had him on the show, actually, last week talking Clone Wars finale. You guys have
2: to, oh, you guys nice. have
3: to get him on the show. He okay.
2: is awesome. He's a trip, awesome. dude. Yeah. yeah, he's he, a trip. He is I've, awesome. I've seen him on other shows. Yeah, like other shows and stuff. He's Yeah, he's wild. <laughs>
3: he's um, a cool guy. So his question is, out of the whole Star Wars galaxy, which is your favorite helmet? Imperial, rebellion. Well, I'll just go down the list. So we'll all attack Imperial first.
1: What's my favorite? Imperial helmet?
3: Imperial. We'll just go around the, the table with this. I'm
1: gonna go with a snow trooper. Okay. That's uh-huh. kinda of good choice. That's a good choice.
2: I always like the I don't know this the Tie Fighter the Tie Fighter helmets. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. Oh God, I love those. I want I want to get like a collecti helmet, and that would be the one. That would be the one I would get. Is is that one? John,
3: I'm
5: assuming I can't count Vader because that would be the obvious win for me. Well, he's Imperial. He's Imperial, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But if we're counting like more like soldiers. Crimson Guard, man. I
0: always yeah. they were a
5: good choice, like, John. Yeah. That's a good choice. Yeah.
2: That's a good. Choice. Ken.
0: You know, at first it's funny. The First thing that popped in my head was Death Star Gunner, <laughs> that weird black just. Oh
1: yeah, that goes back. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a really yeah
3: bald... weird. Yeah. Now it's just the one that's got the the front piece <laughs> as I can well? Get of
0: all of it. Yeah. Okay. Well, so it looks like a giant like black cue ball that's been stretched yeah. out or something. Yeah. <laughs> what about you,
3: Derek?
4: Good choice. You know, uh, uh, thinking about the Death Star Gunner Helmet reminds me of a, when I was a little kid. My mother used to always um, try to pick on me and say that the Death Star, because they pushed them. Um, but I'd have to go with, uh, well, I'd have to go with Vader, number one, if if we're counting him. Uh, we are. And then I'd have to, I'd say Vader, the Crimson Guard, and then a the TIE Fighter Pilot would be my top three. Nice for me. For me, is the Adat pilot, Adat driver. I knew you were going to say
3: that.
0: I knew where you were going. So
3: yeah, (laughs) yeah. Rebellion.
0: That's a little hard, really. They're not known for their helmets.
2: Yeah, I would say this like the X-wing pilots. I just go with that. I guess I like those. They always look pretty cool.
5: Okay. there's a really cool like like I would have never probably answered it this way until I drew it. But the A-wing pilots helmet yeah. is like kind of unique. It's like mm. so it really comes around on the like covers the cheeks and stuff. It's a really neat design.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah.
0: Well, the the B-Wing pilots are kind of like that, too, because the B-Wing pilots have, like, the built-in visor, and it's like a full face. It actually goes all the way down around the chin and stuff, if I remember right. Yeah,
3: it's almost like you you load your chin in first and then pull it up over your... Her head.
2: Yeah, that reminds me of when Hera was flying the that B wing in the Rebels episode. Yeah, yep. that was that is a pretty cool helmet. Yeah,
5: uh, well, the, the, I numbs little like scarlet thing that he rocks.
3: Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. You what, about
1: you?
3: what about you, Andrea?
1: Man, I don't even know. All I can think of is uh, Leia's helmet in Return of the Jedi when they're in the camo. That, oh yeah, mm, that's, a
2: good voice. that's good choice. You can be uh, friended Ewok. So
3: the yeah. the you indoor, yeah. indoor commando slash. Uh, Pathfinder's helmet, yeah. There
1: uh, we
4: go. go. Uh, Derek, the training helmet that wore that Luke wore on the Falcon in a New Hope. Uh, nice. Good
3: choice.
2: did think <laughs> about that. That's a good choice. Yeah. Okay.
3: Well, mine was the B wing helmet. I I got to go with Andrea. Uh, the special forces, the pathfinders helmet. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So They're Pretty
3: good. Uh, the first to order. Oh
1: man. I mm. uh, I'm gonna go with Kylo Ren's helmet because it covers up his non-regulation hair. <laughs> 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 I knew you were gonna bring that
2: up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> winner
2: <laughs> uh oh god first order I don't know, you know those Pretorian guard helmets were pretty cool in Last mm-hmm. Jedi. I'll, I'll I'll go with that. Mm-hmm. I'll go with that. John,
5: I have to agree with Ky- both both of those options, man. Like Kylo's helmet was super awesome, mm-hmm. uh, and you know what, melted Vader head was pretty dope too.
2: So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <I'm> <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That's true. That's still a helmet. <laughs>
0: uh, what about you, Ken? Oh. <sighs> It would have to go either Praetorian Guard or, if they are available, the Sith Trooper helmets.
2: Ooh. Good choice.
0: The, yeah, the, the stylized Stormtrooper. Because the regular Stormtrooper helmets for the First Order were kind of plain. They look like you just kind of... You got them um, hot and just kind of molded it, bent them a little bit, and there you go. You got a helmet.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Compared
0: to scene for Stormtroopers before, the First Order Troopers are real plain. So, yeah, I think the, the um,
3: Sith Eternal Troopers. I mean, Derek. Jeez. It's been a long, nine weeks.
4: Uh, um, uh, I guess I'd have to go with, uh, I guess I'll go with Kylo Ren. I'm a little torn on this one. Um, I'm kind
3: of split between the TIE Fighter pilot and the the Walker driver. Even though we never really see the Walker driver in Last Jedi, we only see him, uh, I think the only time we ever see him is as a, a Lego minifig. I remember right maybe in the comics I'm not sure um but we're gonna move on resistance
5: well can I, can I also give a couple honorable mentions on that and that sure. is not just the Knights of Ren but a lot of the concept art of the Knights of Ren yeah. right on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. designs are so incredible it was a crime those characters did not get better representation in, in the movies.
4: yeah
2: mm-hmm. right on yep. okay. yeah
4: and be- because of that I completely forgot about them uh <laughs> that's true Resistance. Well, we were talking about helmets. I didn't even think of them. Yeah. Ah, uh, resistance. Hmm.
1: Me, Poe Dameron's X-wing. It's my favorite. The black and red.
2: That's yeah, a good one.
4: I'm trying to think of
0: what other helmets we saw out of the Resistance pilots. I know,
3: amazing. Yeah, too. that are different. They pretty
0: much had the same. They all had the same helmet instead of each like That's ship just having different their paint type
3: job. Helmets. Yeah. mm Hmm. There really wasn't a lot of options in the first order. Yeah, because
0: we didn't see a lot of ground troops with helmets on much.
3: Uh uh-uh. uh Yeah. Yeah. I really we, we saw. We else. saw. Maybe uh, the pathfinders' helmets still kind of there as well.
0: Yeah. but it's whatever's left over from what the right. older rebellion.
3: So. Did, didn't we also see the the rebel fleet fleet troop helmet as well? The white and black. Maybe. I don't remember. Maybe.
2: Trying to think, yeah, we might have.
3: So I, it's almost going to be safe to say that probably everyone's answer is going to be the uh, fighter pilots' helmets since they are all yeah. the same. Because yeah. even even the A wing pilots yeah. in the in the new film had the same helmet.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's
5: Carrie Russell's character, kind of. Oh, true, true. Since...
0: You know. She didn't um, join the Resistance, so... Yeah. True.
1: Babu Frick wore a helmet. Worked. <laughs> <laughs> That's true.
0: Okay. It was small, but it wasn't a helmet.
3: <laughs> Size matters not, John. Size <laughs> yeah. matters not. You I forgot
5: this game. I I, I done, In The Force Awakens, there was like the... He was like a fish dude, not like a Mon Calmari or anything, but there was one of the X Wing pilots and his helmet fit really
3: awesome because he had like kind of a longer snout circular uh, yeah. uh, oh, uh, um, yeah. base. I can't remember the first name. Uh, something nasty. It's a character named <laughs> after the the. Uh, hello, Asty. Hello, Named after a Beastie Boys song. Mm. Oh yeah, wasn't
2: he? Oh, was, hello, one nasty, one that, yeah. was he the one that crashed on uh, TFA? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
4: Yeah. yeah. Um, Bounty hunter. I would like to. I would like to uh, change a previous answer that I, I had uh, for Imperials. I would We've like moved to. On, I would like to. I know, but I just want to say I'd like to move down the Tie Fighter to number four because. Because number three would be the scout trooper. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, bounty uh, hunters. Bounty hunters. Ooh, can uh, I say Saj Ventress? She was ooh, a bounty hunter. That hel- she- the helmet she wore in uh, Clone Wars?
1: Yeah.
2: I want that in a, in a black series figure. A Saj Ventress, but in her bounty, uh, bounty hunter outfit. I would that in a heartbeat
3: was she was she really considered a bounty
2: hunter i, I consider her a bounty hunter
1: <laughs> she was <laughs> for a little bit i mean yeah, for like like yeah, ran with both of them yeah so okay. all,
2: okay.
1: all the way up until when she teamed up with boss to get dooku she was a bounty mm-hmm. hunter yeah dark disciple yeah that's true
2: I'm not a Boba did.
1: Fett fan, but I like Boba Fett's helmet. I like the coloring, it's classic. Okay,
5: it's it's darn near a perfectly designed like prop, you know. Like yep. uh, Boba Fett never became people, someone's favorite character from what he did. You know, it was always just how he looked.
2: Looked. Yep. Tom, yep. yep. that's for sure. <laughs> uh, what about you, John? I have strong opinions. <laughs> You
5: Boba know, as, as iconic as Boba Fett is, I am going to say, and I forgot his name, so I had to look it up, Embo from the Clone yeah. Wars.
2: Oh,
4: yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's fun. what I was just thinking of, yeah.
3: Yep, love it, Embo.
0: My favorite, really, if you're not talking Mandalorians at all, um, just for general bounty hunter, is it's not technically a helmet, but Cad Bane's that giant brimmed hat that he has. Oh,
3: buddy,
0: um, yeah. He enters the room three weeks before he does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh. But if you try adding Mandalorians into this, because they're not all bounty hunters, either the Mall Mandalorians, they're red painted ones from Clone Wars, with all they all have the spikes, or the armor, or the um the yep. blacksmith armor from the Mandalorian. Yeah. <laughs> Hers was awesome. The gold with the little bit of spikes on it.
4: Derek. I gotta I gotta go with Enbo. I really like his his helmet. Uh, <laughs> and when he when he uh when you use like a, a sliding disc. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah that was, yeah. I love that episode of Clone Wars. <laughs>
3: yeah. That's a good episode. Yeah. I, I got to agree with Embo as well. And then uh, his final category is something other. So I guess we could throw anything from the Clone Wars or any other group. And, and I'll mm-hmm. start us off on this one the Republic Commandos helmets. Oh, that's a good one. Awesome. awesome. I love Scorch's helmets.
2: God, I got I got a actually I got a few. So I love Sabine's helmet. Like I love oh, the yeah. coloring and mm. all that. God I, I love that so much. Um and kinda of sticking with rebels. I loved um Kanan's stormtrooper helmet, but it was like painted like camo a little bit that Sabine did. I loved that. That was cool. Um mm. and then just uh the Mandalorian, his his whole helmet is pretty sweet too. Um yeah,
1: so those are kind of my my three. Okay. Andrea. Um, I'm going to have to go with the Jedi Temple guard. Uh, they had a pretty cool look. Uh, oh, they had point. cool lightsabers. Yep. Yep. So definitely like their helmets. John?
5: Well, I got a couple. And a lot of them, like, I don't know if any of them ever made it to screen. But, like, uh, one of the things actually when I was a kid that made me fall in love with, like, when the prequels came out was there's an art of book for The Phantom Menace. And it explains why they designed the uh, Gungans with eye stalks. And it was because originally they were supposed to wear armor that was hollowed out. Basically these giant crabs that lived underwater in Naboo. And they would wear the crab armor and it would come up over their face. So that only the little stalks of their eyes would stick out over the armor. Hmm. So like it was this really cool like carapace that covered their head. So it's kind
2: of like a helmet kind of deal. That's um, cool. I didn't know that.
5: But if you ever get a chance, yeah, look up like uh, Phantom Menace Gungan concept art, and there's some just beautiful stuff. And then the other one was going to be the brothers and sisters in Rebels, oh, Inquisitors, um, and, yeah. and some of the concept art of the are even more like twisted and evil looking. Um, again, just I'm telling you, man, like it's it's really sad to me. Like some of the best Star Wars stuff never made it to film. Like it really is. Their design department mm-hmm. is unreal how good well, it
3: is. Some of the stuff with the, the Inquisitors, the brothers and sisters, is yeah. in um, Fallen Order.
5: Yes.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. As well. Yeah. But
5: there's some that's, like, really twisted. Like, these collars that, like, go up over their, almost to their eyes. And they, it's just, it's very, like, almost like a fashion show style design work. Like it's not practical at all, but it looks amazing.
3: Okay. Good.
0: Um, When it comes to others, just in general, the clone army and just the different paint jobs of the, 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 that it did for their helmets, especially especially when we get once again, back to the end of the clone wars and see the Ahsoka paint jobs on the helmet just look amazing. I almost cried when I saw that. I yeah.
2: love her so much. I, God, I, yeah. I, I hope I they make say, a minifigure of that. I, God, yeah. I hope they make a minifigure of that. Uh, point,
0: I, say, I mean, it's too late now, but I wish they would not have teased that in the actual tre- teaser trailers. If they had made that a surprise, that would I mean, have been off.
4: Yeah. yeah, I agree. Derek. Oh Strap in, folks. <laughs> um... <laughs> speaking speaking of the clone troopers i really like commander cody's um the death troopers they had great helmets yeah the uh the shore troopers from um on had great helmets um I guess that'll do for now. <laughs>
3: All right. Well, Conversations, uh, another show we've had on here, they pose the question, non-Star Wars 80s or 90s TV show viewing.
2: <laughs> I love Pad and Charles. They're so the show's cool. not long
3: enough. <laughs> Let's go <laughs> top show.
0: Oh no, you
3: can't do that. Oh, oh top, top three, yeah. or, or, or do I need to go top three? Okay, top, three. yeah, at least top three.
0: It's like, okay. uh, do you have animated, live action. I mean, <laughs> okay. yeah,
1: what
4: are we talking Let's- here?
1: I can only go animated because I think that was the only thing I watched in the 80s and 90s. So I would say He-Man, nice. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Batman the Animated Series would be my top three. Well done. Thank you. But if you watch <laughs> He-Man now, it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that well, show
0: does you grow up a little bit yeah and the, the
4: anime series more 80s or 90s uh, uh animated batman animated 90s it was 90s, 90s. Yeah. it
1: was
4: 89
0: i think is when
1: it actually no wait no it was,
0: 90s was or 90s. Or 91 90s yeah,
2: yeah. early 90s mm. oh man i have, oh god i i actually i do have a lot so if we stick with animated i'll have to go with voltron love that back in the 80s oh, yeah. uh, uh transformers back in the 80s good stuff mm-hmm. X, uh the x-men stuff in the 90s and Spider-Man in the 90s great great uh, great animation if we're going live action I (laughs) saved by the bell you
0: You see it's coming back back.
2: yeah yeah, yeah. I did I, I did see that um, so, say by the Bell, I would have to go with um, Step by Step, like all the um, TGIF shows were good stuff. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. I'll say that. All
3: right. John.
5: Well, my favorite show of all time is Star Trek Deep Space Nine. So, that's got to be that's
0: there. The, the Star Trek ones, yeah. Um,
5: um, you know, Batman the Animated Series was a masterpiece, both yeah. visually and narrative, and the whole nine yards.
3: And Full House.
0: Oh, good call! Yep.
3: Final season of Fuller House drops within a month.
0: I need to watch that. I've seen like, the first yeah. five episodes or something like that, and that was it. My I wife and daughter binge it.
3: it so. I have no desire to see it. <laughs> I've only seen it by I'm captive. I'm right I'm captive audience, so.
2: <laughs> I loved Fuller House, but I haven't. Yeah, I haven't watched Fuller House yet, so uh, I'll I'll see if I dive into that <laughs> because I don't hear too good things. But we'll see. Yeah. There.
3: So Ken,
0: oh. Animated, I don't know if I can put a list on it, but um definitely G.I. Joe and Transformers yeah, were right. must see TV after um after school. Yeah. Um every Saturday I had two sisters, so Saturday morning we since there's only one TV in the house, it was sitting down with the TV guy at the beginning of the season to Mon- figure Mon- out, Chi-Chi's. okay, who my, start trading show. <laughs> she wants to watch that, okay. I'll give you that if you let me watch this. So um one of some of mine, I,
3: um the Mon Super friends, right.
0: Mon that was on my sister's list, but <laughs> um I was more of a shirt sales guy
1: myself. Shirt tails. Ah, oh, shirt nice. tails are good.
3: <laughs> tails,
4: wow.
0: Uh, super Friends, Spider-Man and Amazing Friends, Ewoks. I, we were never big on droids, but Ewoks was amazing. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm going to stop there or else I'm going to go all night on that. Um, live action, I I grew up with my, uh, my dad, them watching cop shows and stuff, but my dad was a huge sci-fi guy too. So a lot of um, A-Team and Night Rider and Battlestar Galactica and Buck Rogers mm-hmm. and any sci-fi oh. from the late early 80s and reruns or live going, yep. we were all about that. Even stuff like Manimal and Car Man.
4: <laughs> yeah yeah. I
3: remember my animal <laughs> Uh, I don't know if y'all can see it behind me. It's right there. Is an animation cell from Ewoks.
0: Nice, nice. awesome. That came, my wife I got, the back from Back Box Lunch.
3: <laughs> I got that. Um, my sister in law got me membership for Hyperspace one year, and that's what they were giving out as part of your Hyperspace membership. You got a piece of the Ewoks cartoon.
2: That's sweet. That's awesome.
3: so. I saw a lot of people. Oh, I got a hand. I got an eyeball. I'm like, I got a pack animal. <laughs> (laughs)
4: Derek. All right. Well, strap in, everybody. (laughs) Hang on to them Um, hats and glasses, because this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness. You know it. (laughs) Um, I don't know hell, but I am a fan of Voltron. I have a giant Voltron back there. I don't know if you can see it. Um, But of of my top three favorite cartoons of the 80s in this order are Transformers, G.I. Joe, and Mask. Ooh, Mask. Uh, I love a lot of the stuff, a lot of the stuff that Ken mentioned. Um, And as far as live action go, uh, I used to love the A-Team, Knight Rider, of course. Airwolf. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if you remember Sh- Street Hawk. That was the motorcycle one. Oh, dude, Street
0: Hawk's amazing. I think there was one streaming service that used to have it. I don't even know if they have it still.
4: Uh, I used to love Street Street Hawk. And basically, yeah.
0: Well, go ahead, Derek.
4: I was going to say basically anything sci-fi that's what, you know, that's what I grew up on watch dad but for me yeah. Star Trek Next Generation was my my favorite Star Trek. Yeah. Oh, for well, me- there's
0: one that I forgot that it was the gateway drug for people going into anime in the 90s was Robotech.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah.
0: Uh... I you get hooked that. on that, and all of a sudden, Gundam and everything else is right in your wheelhouse now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ultron at Robotech mm-hmm. opened the door for uh, Japanese anime to really kick that, off hard.
4: And even before that, I used to watch a lot of the, the Force Five shows and everything, yep. mm-hmm. and uh, like Guy King and or Transor or Z or Amazing or Z. Yeah. You know, oh, who yeah. you want to call them uh, animation eighties, nineties,
3: uh I was definitely Ewoks was one I, I really got into. Um the two seasons that ran. Mm-hmm. Um Justice League slash Super Friends as it carried through into the nineties of Super Friends. Oh yeah. Um yeah. and ni- I liked the ninety uh the nineties Fantastic Four series. Yeah. Uh now live action yeah, that was a good one. Live action. Sequest. Nice. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I, lo- I love Seaquest. Um ps- Deep Space Nine, uh I really liked. Uh it's my favorite of that time period's Star Trek. And um I don't <laughs> And then uh Tales from the Crypt. Oh
2: yeah. I, I I, I honorable mention Power Rangers. I gotta say, honorable mention Power Rangers. Yeah. I was Power there Rangers. ran home from school and watched that religiously. So I, I watched gotta the give first that
0: out. Well, when they started changing it every she season they lost me. <laughs>
4: Yeah, Power Rangers came out right around the time where I had kind of I was in out of that phase, you know. Like I don't want to watch that; it's for kids. Me too. Yeah, you know, yeah. And then, that's where then I, I was. Went, and then I came back around, and I'm like, well, you know, I don't care if it's for kids; I'm going to watch it. I,
2: <laughs> I, I, we all watch animation now: Star Wars, Rebels, and all yeah. that.
3: Yep. Oh, well, <laughs> I I just could What I couldn't figure out was um, initially until I sat down with. Uh, friend of ours who had a a disabled son. Um, I just couldn't figure out what was going on with the mighty morphine power stranglers, <laughs> and they just kept saying, "We got we got to shoot up." I mean, <laughs> okay, what? but hey, what? garbage bell kids, here we come.
1: <laughs>
3: no, um, so John, I'm gonna <clears throat> turn the table over to you for few minutes to go because you said before show there's a year's worth of Star Wars that you you got to get off your chest since you haven't been on in a while.
5: Yeah well you know and I, I, I'm curious because I'm i glad to have like kind of a form because honestly I've I've been so busy with work I haven't had a chance to really talk Star Wars per se you know like um,
3: shame on you for forgetting about friends us. and
5: and, and like minded individuals <laughs> right like so very conflicted. Um, You know, as you guys all know, I really like, I love The Force Awakens. I really, I liked The Last Jedi, but I acknowledged all the problems that people had with it, but I still dug it.
4: Me too, yeah.
5: I had major issues with Rise of Skywalker. Like, to the point that it made me have major problems with, like, it literally made all the crap that I would defend about the last Jedi kind of like lost my defense of that. And mm. as I was like feeling like, gosh, man, like I'm just so bummed about, cause I've always loved, I mean, I'm, I'm the guy that I, I could defend. I defend the prequels and I was really finding it hard to defend the newer movies, mm-hmm. uh, rise of Skywalker. And then the subsequent sequel trilogy as well as a whole. And then it becomes almost more problematic because the Mandalorian came out and it was so good. And then Mm -hmm. just finishing up Clone Wars, those last four episodes of Clone Wars are probably, if you count that as a movie, that might be my second or third favorite Star Wars thing ever. Mm -hmm. I I I am unapologetically, Ah Ahsoka Tano is my favorite, and I believe maybe the best character in all of Star Wars, but I don't know, man, like Rise of Skywalker, I have now seen it twice. And dude, I think I hate it. I don't know. Like I'm I'm really struggling with it.
4: So that's okay. You can you can, you no, can have know. those feelings. I know, but it's hard to say I it's hard to say I, a Star Wars thing, but don't run away from your feelings.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I love the characters. I love it's almost like That movie took all these things and characters that I loved and made them something else that I didn't love. And I'm like, I don't know. I, I have been a very pro Ray is awesome. I love Finn. I love like, I love the whole new cast. I thought there was so much potential with all of them. Kylo is fascinating and it ends up just Palpatine. Mm. Like that's the answer. It's just Palpatine. Like what was it all for? I don't know. What does it contribute to the legacy? And then I look again at the Mandalorian and it's like such this beautiful, small little story that makes Star Wars such a richer tapestry. And as I've always said, Star Wars is a canvas so much bigger than Skywalker. And the Mandalorian was like space Western. It was awesome. And this new season of Clone Wars, especially those last three episodes were like, no, 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 you can still do epic and make it huge and make it emotional. And, I mean, God, the first episode ending on just the lightsaber hum and the shots wow. of Ahsoka and Maul meeting, and yeah. I mean, like everything Ahsoka was unreal. But like that whole it was
4: it was it, epic, but also personal too. At yes, the same time. oh yeah,
5: it was impi- dude. It was Empire. Like it yeah. was it was a perfect action story that was like, if you want big and dumb, it can be big and dumb. If you want like heart wrenching emotional character drama, it's like it it served all masters and was so brilliantly handled and mm it really just reinforced to me like I needed to talk to Star Wars fans to be like what the hell happened
0: with Rise of Skywalker's in the sequel trilogy (laughs) I think I actually answered that part of the question last night on the other podcast because I think one of the major things is Mandalorian and Clone Wars had George's influence Okay, the sequel trilogy it almost feels like they said okay what would George do here let's do the opposite it was made by fanboys making the movie they wanted to see not by right. the guy who created the mythos, going where it would, where he felt it would go.
4: And we also talked about them not having a, a through line for all three movies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
5: I, I'm still waiting for someone to answer what was the point of the sequel trilogy. <laughs> it was to see if you can make a Star Wars
0: like a re- relay race.
4: Just hand off yeah. the top one. <laughs> well, I'll say I, I have one thing. I've come to a realization lately. It was me and my best friend saw Rise of Skywalker, and we really liked it while we were watching it. But when we talked about it afterwards, it fell apart a little. And I hate to say it, but it's kind of made me change my opinion about J.J. Abrams a little bit. See that?
3: Well, let I me let, let me throw this question then out there for for everyone because um, I know uh, Andrea and Lauren have talked about this some on their show um, in a roundabout way. Had George Lucas made the sequel trilogy, would he have gotten the same flack he did for the prequels?
1: Absolutely,
2: yes. Hands yep. down, because mm-hmm. it's Star Definitely. Wars. It's Star Wars fans. I've been I have been saying this recently are are fickle creatures like they they love what they love they hate what they hate and they it's there's no like middle ground of like, oh, yeah, I know what Star Wars, I might not have dug it, but other people dug it. And I dig that. Like, I dig people digging what they like. Like, it's it's either, it's like you have to have one side or the other. You can't, like, just be like, oh, no, that's, I didn't like it, but if you liked it, that's cool. Like, I that's that's awesome. Mm. And that's what Star Wars should be. It should just connect with you individually in, you know, in a way that makes you love this franchise. So, it, yeah, it. And, you know, with with Rise of Skywalker, for me, I remember, so Andrea and I saw it together, and we saw it with our family. And, you know, we were, I mean, obviously, we were jazzed and all that stuff. And I remember sitting in the theater, and I went in spoiler-free. I didn't watch, like, I watched the trailers. I didn't watch any TV spots. Like, I tried to go in as blind as I could and you know that's impressive and i and i did that for the last jedi too so um you know i did it did it again for for rise of skywalker and i and i just remember sitting in the theater everything you know the you hear the the fanfare come on and you see that crawl and that saying that you know palpatine is uh you know back whatever i'm like okay like it, it it just hit me in that crawl i was just like all right well this is this is gonna go a little different i think and i was trying to like Brace myself for it. And why there was so much to like about the movie. Like there's aspects that I love. I love the Ray and Kylo stuff, like that connection. and that that really made for me the sequel trilogy uh, amazing. Like they're they're through their storyline together. um yeah, I, but the palpatine stuff, it was just like like John was saying, why? Like what was the point? Like what was the point of right, everything uh... else? You know and I, and I I feel like what happened was that Lucasfilm kind of put themselves in a in a box to where, you know, you you're you're doing the sequel trilogy. Everybody wants Star Wars and they're bringing it back, you know, and all that after so many years and, you know, people were so connected to the original trilogy and the prequels and all that. And I think, you know, a lot of people wanted certain things and they didn't get it. And then I think Lucasfilm was trying to have new characters but keep the old characters in and still kind of make it, mm-hmm. you know, feel nostalgic and feel all this way, and I, it, and I think it was just you know, it, it like you said, it was a real ending actors, and maybe that's why it felt discombobulated at times. I mean, I so I, I don't know it, it, I, I mean I'll, I'll love it I mean I'll love and I'll watch that movie I'll watch all of them over and over because I'm a Star Wars fan I love it I, I don't care you know I don't care what you what you throw in in front of me if it's Star Wars I'm watching it I, it doesn't matter so but yeah it, it it's hard to explain like it's almost so weird and surreal that you know when after especially after Last Jedi I feel like The Force Awakens kind of got everybody back and then Last Jedi which I love I, I, I am a big fan of that movie it did kind of change course. And then it was, and then I kind of, it's, they've been trying to get back on course, I think ever since, which is, which, which is terrible. You know, I mean, I think the fans are clamoring for star Wars. And like we were saying, like the Mandalorian and the clone wars is, is what is what it looks like. A lot of fans wanted and they got, and it was awesome. So yeah, like I said, the it, the my 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 word for Star Wars fans is fickled. <laughs> fickled creatures.
4: Yeah. Well, I I you can even see. Force Awakens got a lot of back a backlash.
1: Oh, because it New yeah, Hope yeah. ripoff.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't think it is. Personally, I think the two things that ruin The Rise of Skywalker and is like the end game effect so marvel end game the marvel avengers end game was crafted so beautifully of pulling every single movie into this ending if you think about like having pym on there thor's mom you know just bringing around just multiple little tiny events from different movies and and rounding them out and completing the story it did a fantastic job of doing that and The Rise of Skywalker just didn't. You know, there was barely any kind of mention of the prequels in there whatsoever. You know, there was no mention of Anakin or I, maybe there was. I don't know. I don't don't quote me on that. But um, the and the other thing was, I mean, they were a little um, their hands were a little tied behind their backs with Carrie Fisher passing. Uh, so that was yeah, tough. Yeah, that was huge. Uh, the timing i think they i they i think they rushed the movie i think they rushed the format i feel like it could have been a two-part movie a two-part ending um but i enjoyed it i feel like there's some really beautiful moments in that movie i appreciate everybody's hard work and like um passion that they had around that project especially when you watch the documentary on the um bonus features So I hate hating on it, but I catch myself every time I'm watching it with my kids, just like spouting off about something I didn't like about how Mm -hmm. Ray grew up on a desert planet, but she knows how to, you know, sail rough waters. How does that even happen? Come on. And, Mm, um, hurricane season. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I heard she, I heard she used to windsurf, I don't know, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Well,
3: let me post this question then. Uh we know Force Awakens was Han's story of the the la- of the core 3 and that Last Jedi ended up being Luke's story with Leia's being The Rise of Skywalker. Would it have been more fitting because of Carrie's death to have swapped it and made the Last Jedi I mean, that's Carrie's story, thus making it more sense that The Last Jedi is Luke with Rey.
5: Look, it's obviously 2020, and Carrie Fisher's passing was an absolute tragedy, and no one could have foreseen it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, dude, the Last Jedi, could you imagine the crowd reaction if instead of Luke walking out there, if literally it was Leia walking out with a lightsaber to confront Kylo?
1: Mm-hmm.
5: And, and we finally get that moment. And could you imagine the hatred we might have? if Kylo would have killed his mom or that kind of like every, everything can be like, and I, and I hate doing that. I hate being the guy that's like retroactively commenting on things and like, well, they could have done this, but like, you know, they, they just, And again, this goes to what was the point, because there was this beautiful through line of Kylo's worshipping the image and concept of Darth Vader to where instead of Han Solo showing up. What if Hayden Christensen, Anakin Skywalker showed up and said, I'm Darth Vader and I realize I was a screw like that you've been worshipping a concept, not me and who what I really am. And like that would have been a through line of the entire series from episode one all the way to episode nine. But instead it's like, we got Harrison Ford back. And it's like, eh, okay, cool. But it didn't make narrative sense. And it didn't have the emotional impact to the overall arc that I think they could have done.
3: See, I, I could have seen that happen with Rise of Skywalker. It's kind of what I was almost expecting mm-hmm. with all the rumors. Oh, Hayden's potentially back. Hayden's potentially back. Right. And then Celebration, here's Ian McDermott rolling out. I'm like, okay, so the Emperor's there. Maybe it's a flashback scene. But by trigger, but I think if by triggering Vader or Anakin back as a Force Ghost with Kylo, especially on that planet, that could have been what triggered the Sith army. Instead of Palpatine bringing everything up. And then that's being used to, quote unquote, convert Kylo completely over to the Sith. And he's going to use that to take over the First Order and bring the, bringing the finale of, okay, Ray's going to take him down to, bring, to restore everything to the world because now the First Order is joining the Resistance.
0: Well, to be a Sith advocate kind of here, um, I want, if we come at this from a different angle, now, since the beginning, Palpatine has been the guy behind the scenes pulling the strings. So really narratively it would make sense if you go all the way to the end of the nine movies he's still the guy that was trying to pull the strings. Sure. That can work. Yeah. I'm almost thinking you know, what what's the chance now this the the three trilogies were told as three generations of the story. Mm-hmm. And if you think the main characters from the prequel trilogy, they um, he did it retroactively, but he did the handoff in the second in the um, original trilogy. So the Obi Wan had a very very small role. Anakin was Darth Vader, so really his his presence was there, but he wasn't actually in the entire movie the whole way through. You mm-hmm. only see Vader a couple times. times. Um, so what it almost should they have just taken with this? Because they kept saying they wanted to bring these new characters in and hand the torch off, but they still made the movies about the original characters.
2: Yeah, exactly. They're,
0: so should, should they have just taken those, brought them way back and made them more just a little bit bigger than the cameo just to set off the story yeah. and help the story go. And then we would have loved these other characters even more because we're not looking for, OK, when's Luke going to save the day? Or when's Han going to save the day? If they'd have done more of an right. Obi-Wan style role with those three characters, I don't know if we'd be having these same problems. Unless a- less a- more a- would yeah. be the big Phantom Menace that he was from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I would, I'm fine with Palpatine...
5: Pulling the strings the whole way, but that's not what the story
0: told. You know, like right. no allusion right. to it whatsoever. Right, yeah. is they didn't plan Palpatine from the, when they did Number Seven. You could tell exactly. It wasn't story. If that then was the mm-hmm. case, then I, I would
5: be fine with that. And, and as far as you know, your comments of the the returning cast versus. An, I agree. I mean, I think I've said on this very show before how, like, criminal I feel Ray as a character was done dirty because she wasn't allowed to grow and mature and get the amount of time to develop. Mm-hmm. Now, there was a through line, right? Like, the, the whole concept of The Force Awakens is about, like, fandom and reverence for the source material and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, which was a reaction to everyone's hatred of the prequels. But then The Last Jedi was a reaction to The Force Awakens and about bucking the trend of just following the through line. Mm -hmm. All that's fine and dandy, and I get it. But like, again, I thought those characters were so cool. I was when Ray grabbed the lightsaber in The Force Awakens was the first time I remember standing up in a theater and cheering. Now, granted, I had a private screening, so I didn't feel like too much of an ass. (laughs) <laughs> but like, I literally stood up and cheered when she got that lightsaber. And I was like, oh, my God, I cannot wait to see what happens with this character. And then it was just like, oh, she like I was even cool again with the last Jedi reaction of her, of like her butting heads with Luke. But then at the end, just <sighs> I wanted her so desperately just to be a nobody. And that yeah. the concept, because it was all about midichlorians and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, no, right, right. you can be a Jedi. Look see at Rey. He's it. like, she's a Palpatine.
3: That takes me back to what I was going to say. I think George Lucas would have gotten more hatred with one simple word. Wills.
2: (laughs) Yes. Yeah, Yeah, what he wanted to do.
4: Yeah.
3: That's why we should have just let Dave Filoni make
5: the sequel trilogy. I think that (laughs) Mandalorian and Clone Wars is all the proof I need. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: I think I, well, Dave is
2: a good storyteller. I mean, I, I think there's no question Filoni can definitely tell a story. So I if he was part of that process, like writing it, yeah. Directing, I, I think that's for me he can direct animation probably <laughs> the best live action i think right. we're still we're still trying you know we're it's a wait and see but yeah, if, he can, if he can if he can if he continues admitted it. yeah 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 he did in the in the gallery so i mean if if he it's continues ready. right if he continues to develop and you know hone his craft into live action I, yeah 100% i think he should be you know doing that so i yeah i <sighs>
3: Well, the, the, we, we, we've we said many times on this show and we have said it on other shows as recent as last night when we recorded on Journal of the Jedi mm-hmm. Kathleen Kennedy needs to be the, the head of Lucasfilm be that representative on the board handle the finances like she has done on pretty much majority of the movies she's been an executive producer on yeah but be not finance producer. but Favreau and Filoni need to be yeah. a team and take on that Kevin Feige role for Lucasfilm.
2: I, I don't I don't hate that at all i I would totally agree with all that because i i do, I, and I feel bad I feel bad for, for kathleen kennedy because I think a lot of fans use her as their bullseye as their target yeah. for what's going on and I think that's super unfair I really do and especially as as a female fan you know it, it, it hurts a little bit more um to to be honest but I think she I mean she was as as far as we all know and stories go she was Handpicked by George to take over Lucasfilm and to continue the 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 story. And again, I I think she just gets a little bit too much hate because you know of what of what has transpired. And but you kind of you almost forget that under her you got Rogue One, you got you got all these great movies. I mean, The Force Awakens, Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker, Solo, and then you get all these other animation shows all under all under her. I don't know if people just kind of forget about that or not but like she and I think I think people forget that she is a great producer I think like we're saying she has done so much great work uh, as a producer and again I think just people like just want to put her as a target and for their blame because of what's happened quote unquote to their Star Wars all right
0: Well, another one is people got to realize this was never their Star Wars right until recently this was always George Lucas's Star Wars and he lets us watch it yeah right (laughs) it was Let's us play in the in the galaxy.
3: Well, the the other catch is too. A lot of people got to realize the original trilogy, as great as it is for us. As a whole, if you look, compare it with other movies. Don't talk about the financial numbers of it. That trilogy was mediocre. It was a mediocre story. I mean, it was it was panned by the critics. It was panned by a lot of people, except for the fans who loved the fact we got something new and original in the theaters. When the sequels come out, we've already raised up what media. You know, taking something mediocre and put it on such a high pedestal that us who saw the original trilogy as kids, when the prequels come out, it's like, okay, these are mediocre mediocre stories. But yet the kids are going, these are great, and these are better than the original. Mm -hmm. Why? Because to them, the mediocre is at a higher level for them based on what they saw from the original. And it's almost the same way. Who, Who are the ones definitely giving the most praise to the current films. The kids, the kids who are looking at it with the most innocent viewing, and, and I can say this: having a ten-year-old,
1: mm-hmm.
3: she she'll admit she likes Rogue One and Solo better than the sequel trilogy, but she loves the sequel trilogy because she's got those moments of seeing it in the theater and having that mm-hmm. joy from when we saw our first trilogy in the theater.
5: Yeah, I feel you. Yeah. I, I will. I will argue that the original trilogy, just from a purely narrative structure, is actually pretty pretty stinking solid, man. It, Empire is a great movie like regardless yeah. of what your opinion is like empire yeah. is spectacular oh, yeah. and jedi pays it off um, you know I, I don't know it's it, it's weird because you made the comment about um, uh, Lauren, you, you made the mention of how you love it or you hate it and watching the clone wars again back to that the first eight episodes i think it is of this season i was mm-hmm. like okay this is cool like it's not great star wars to me but it wasn't i didn't hate i didn't hate it, it was just like it wasn't my cup of tea it was just like mm-hmm. it was good star wars whatever like it's bottle episodes kind of a thing you know um and And I think there's there's a lot of that, you know, and obviously because nothing can ever bat a thousand and nothing ever stinks hardcore. Mm -hmm. I I think that the sequel trilogies, one of the biggest crimes it committed was it called itself episode seven, eight and nine. And had it not, maybe I'd be a little more forgiving because I wouldn't be trying. Mm -hmm. By putting those three numbers, I I'm going to compare it to the previous six and want to find a through line throughout the whole thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's Later. a good point.
5: Yeah. You know, it's like don't make a giant iguana and call it Godzilla if you don't want people comparing it to Godzilla.
4: <laughs> it's
3: true. <You> know? <laughs> well, since we're getting close to the end of the episode, uh let's put this let's have the tables flipped on us and you guys get a chance to ask us something. How however you want to do it.
2: Ooh, okay on the spot. I got to think now. Andrea. <laughs> <laughs> I got
1: nothing. I got... After my bedtime. After my bedtime. <laughs> we can tell Mike
0: that too, but he won't go any earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I, know.
1: Well, I
2: I do. So, I mean, I've, you guys have been doing this, what, since 2000 and you said 16, 17, 16. So, that I mean,
1: world we're,
2: world. we're super new to this. I mean. Is it weird that people, like, I, I find it weird still, and I tell this to Andrea all the time, like, that people, like, we're, we're mostly on Twitter. Where we, that's basically where we're, where we're at. And people will tweet at us and say, like, they like our show and everything. I'm just like, it's so weird to me that people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, I like your guys' take on Star Wars and all that, and, you know, you guys are great. I'm just like, you really do listen to us? <laughs> like, it's just like <laughs> such a, it's such a not, like, just a weird, weird concept. It, like, it, does that does that go away? Does that ever go away no. for you? You guys? Did you
3: did you get a chance to listen to last week's episode? Yeah, yet. yet. We have a Patreon user or a Patreon donor um, that left me a message uh, during our conversation that um, really hits, hits you in the feels big time. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. Um, I think one of the final comments in, in the one message I, I read on air was... It's because of the, the gentleman's a disabled veteran. Um, and, of course, obviously, when he told me that, I thanked him for his service. Because, mm-hmm. you know, just like we'll thank the front line, people on the front lines now. Thank you for being there. If I could do it, I would be there with you. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, he mentioned, he pretty much ended his one paragraph thanking us for our service because it's podcasts like us that are, and I'm paraphrasing this, we're just as therapeutic to them during their time of recovery by having that, by being that outlet as as we are just as their normal therapy sessions can be. Wow. And that will are just as, um, they're, I guess, in many ways, therapeutical, uh, for them. And then he thanked us for our service. Uh, and I read the whole paragraph, um, on the air, uh, on the, the wrap up show. And, and it's, it's, it's touching. And, mm. um, to hear something like that when we do the contest, we do, you know, feedback and, and you, I mean, you get feedback, but when then when you ask for something specific, you don't get a lot. It's like, okay, what are we doing wrong? Until you realize right. it's, just right. yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just the internet. Yeah, it's just the internet. True. <laughs> Um, all of us this
0: as a hobby on our spare times none of us are doing this right. professionally as far as i can tell <laughs> okay this is we're just we all have day jobs just like everybody else and we're just right. we're yeah. um we just happen to have a microphone sitting in front of us mm-hmm. so it's like we don't realize how many people are actually going to listen to that and they're like and it's like i've listened i listen to podcasts since like the mid-2000s and i'm like and these guys i've listened to it's like you eventually you realize wait they're the same as me anyway you put in your head you listen to them on the internet or you listen to them on the radio they're celebrities even though they're at the same place you are there's not like we're making uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars doing this
3: right
4: (laughs) Well,
0: monetize it like that let me know
4: i'll tell you yeah no kidding i'll tell you two things that that blow my mind just recently when we had barn boy on the show last week and he was talking about you know us being his star wars friends and all that and everything and it's like that's really cool because it's like it's it is nice to have interaction with people that actually listen to the show and just to know that that i like to consider them my friends i'd like to be friends with every you know everybody Mm -hmm. we're all star wars fans we can all be friends Mm
3: -hmm.
4: so just having you know having him on was pretty cool being that he's he's a very vocal listener yeah Mm -hmm. and um And the other thing that comes to my mind is uh, uh, having you on, John, because it's like it's kind of the, the, the same opposite thing. Like you're 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 a big Marvel artist and 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 every, you know, like. You, you would be somebody that I would probably, you know, I love your artwork, but I would never expect to actually get to know you and stuff, but having you on and getting to talk Star Wars with you and stuff, it's like, it's just cool, you know? I don't know if, <laughs> oh, <man. I> don't <laughs> know if that made sense. Thank you very much. <laughs> that, really, that means a lot, man. I
1: really
4: appreciate that.
0: Yeah. Well, also, I think when it comes to the soldier, like you were saying, Mike, um, what we don't realize is we're just sitting here talking Star Wars, but for a lot of soldiers and um, frontline doctors and stuff that have an earbud then It's something normal when they're in a situation that's totally not normal at all. Yeah, right. It's something they would be doing if they're sitting at home with their friends. So we're basically taking their their um, living room table where all of us have sat around the living room and just argued Star Wars or talked Star Wars or um or any of our geekdoms, GI Joe, Transformers, all insert whatever you want, gaming. We've sat around talking it with our buddies. Well, these are people in extraordinary circumstances that have no control over what's going on. We're putting that little bit of that living room table or um, dining. Room table into their lives that this is that's normal is what we're doing in their ears, yeah. even Which if doing we, it that way.
3: But even if we're reading almost verbatim word for word a story off the internet, we're still putting our own discussion into it, just like we would if we were sitting down somewhere going, Hey, check this out, here's this story, and then we're all just well, we had, going, Haven't done that in a while. <laughs> yeah, this is true. <laughs> So um, any final thoughts? I know it's been this a little bit. great. Thanks for having us show.
4: on. Well, just just to add one more thing to that. Um, I always, on my podcast that I do, uh, Keepers of the Frame on Society of Geeks, I always make it a point to say on the show that i appreciate everybody listening because i really do mm-hmm. whether you have interactions with them or not if you are listening to our show if you're listening to my stupid comments and everything i really appreciate it and, and i really do a lot oh crap that reminds me i gotta mow the lawn tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> where oh you're gonna love my latest episode <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, Michael. Keepers while he most long. I
2: agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I kind of agree with Derek. Like, it's 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 weird that again, like uh, people listen to us, and especially I guess for for Andrea and I, like being female podcasters. And I mean, in in a predominantly male, uh, male driven, um, you know, world, you know, it, it's mm. it's cool to have, you know, guys like you, you know, bring us in mm-hmm. and other podcasts that have done that bring us in and let us voice our opinion. Because, I mean, not not everybody's like that. Not everybody's, you know, cool with hearing what, you know, f- what female fans have to say And in any, I mean, that's Marvel, DC, any, you know, you go to any fandom. Um, so, I mean, that Sadly, think, yes. yeah, so I think that's really I think what I've learned doing this, you know, for whatever, how long we not even a year that like, you know, it, it's important to have, you know, voices from everybody, you know, and it's important to bring those voices on when you can. So, like Andrea said, we, we really do appreciate, you know, coming on well, shows like you guys, you know, and letting us. Letting us talk Star Wars. Yep.
3: It's a so lot of push, fun. Embrace that one-star review when you do get it on, on iTunes. Over <laughs> on my
2: secretly <laughs> waiting for it.
3: <laughs> over, over on Mighty Marvel Geeks, we actually read them on air. with. Uh, oh, that's awesome. And, 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 my,
2: give, and,
3: give the, and we give the user a new name. So so <laughs> we're not calling glad. out the actual user, but me. So, Jared. <laughs>
2: It would just be Steve for me. Steve. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> so, Karen.
4: <laughs> um Karen, yeah.
5: I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to uh bring up any old wounds for those of you who have not been to Celebration, but <laughs> oh, <laughs> go, going there is a whole new perspective on Star Wars and its fandom. Oh, um,
2: so you, just, you
5: you realize oh, on there. those it, it events like that. The family and the community that oh, yeah. how awesome the Star Wars family is. If and you, if you for go. All, through, right. like, I'm sorry.
3: No, go ahead. I was interrupting. Go ahead. I was going
5: to say for, for, for all the crap you hear on Twitter or, and on the internet about just things and the the love for all opinions and views of Star Wars, especially when you get those people together at a convention like a celebration where it is laser focused on that type of fandom is truly awesome. And yeah. The sooner we can get our next celebration up and running and you guys really need to make it a point to go because it, you'll be blown away.
3: You, you won't look at a, con- a normal convention the same way no. after. <laughs> and if you go to my Facebook page, and I may have to pull it off myself and repost it on Facebook and Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, when I took my wife and daughter to Celebration 5, on no, Celebration 6 on that Sunday, um, there's a picture of when I was holding my daughter. She's got her pigtails and her mouth is gaped. And I, I title it because I lifted her up on my shoulders and I literally told her, I said, Zoe, this is Star Wars. And the, <laughs> and my wife happened to capture the look on her face right as I finished the comment. And that, that was what was great for me. Um, That's awesome. And to me, that's my big star wars moment is going telling her this is what star wars is
4: about
0: well as soon as they do something to cleveland i'll be there
4: (laughs) so well if they bring it to boston i'll go oh i'll be there
3: i will try and be at both locations but on that note there's only one thing left to be said give the evacuation code signal all right cut the chatter Jinx, I can hold it. Pull on! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2.
1: Why you stuck-up, half-witted, scruffy-looking herder.